Welcome to the Medic Church Podcast. Today we're going to be concluding our series, When Pigs Fly. Today's sermon is entitled, Miracle of Provision. We're going to look at the different principles of God's miraculous provisions that He's given in the Bible. We're going to see different examples of how He provided just everything that we needed in the right timing. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the podcast starting right now. All right, let's dive into this today. Today we're going to be concluding our When Pigs Fly. When Pigs Fly, man, we've been talking about all kinds of things. And last week I really enjoyed it. Last week really touched me and and it just really blessed my life. And if y'all missed it, y'all got to go back and check out the podcast. And uh, those are going to be uploaded here in just a little while. And but, But God has really showed us that there's a lot of times we have to experience things in our lives and we may hit struggles and, and we learn how God didn't promise us that we wouldn't have to go through battles and struggles, but he did promise that he would always be there. And so that really spoke to me last week. And so uh, a lot of times, and, and y'all, y'all may not know this, and, but a lot of times when I preach, I'm preaching to myself. I, and I get it, and I take it, and I absorb it, and I can apply this stuff to my life too. And so uh, y'all say, amen, preacher. You preach yourself. <laughs> so uh, I ain't beat up on myself from time to time. But today we're going to be talking about the miracle of provision Miracle of provision, and so I'm excited about this message, and I hope it really touches your life here at Minute. I've been given life-giving and life-changing messages. I'm one of these preachers who I'm not going to get up here and, and sugarcoat the Bible. I'm going to preach the Bible, but we're going to do it in a way that it can change your life. And we're going to speak life, and then we're going to speak truth to you. And so uh, um, some of these... Oh, anyway. <laughs> but today we're going to talk about the miracle of God's provision. And so how many of you uh, are like me? Money can be tight. Money can be really tight. Woo! Amen. Everybody shouting. <laughs> money can be tight. It's hard. It's hard not having money, right? But listen, they tell me, and I don't know how true it is, they say money makes the world go round. I'm about certain in that. I got a $10 bill here. I went to wrestling last night, <laughs> and it was so much fun. Y'all, if y'all never got the experience to wrestling, let me tell you, y'all need to go with me one week. <laughs> It'll change your life. <laughs> y'all get to see a whole new side of the pasture. But anyway, anyway so money can be tight. This is uh, Hamilton. You want it? Hang on just a second. You have it. So so on, on our bills that we have, we have one's five, well, some, there's, Floating around $2 bills. For you on generation, may never see a $2 bill, but I don't have one with me, but all I got is a 10. But we got ones, twos, fives, tens, twenties, hundreds, and that's where I'm going to stop. <laughs> but man, money is great. This stuff's good to have, right? We'd all agree money's awesome. Awesome. I love having money. So let me tell you what Tasha did this past week. So I don't know if you guys know this or not, but I've been home alone by myself. For the past seven days. So let me tell you what she did. Has it been seven days or eight days? Seven days, seven days, seven days. Been home by myself seven days. She was house sitting slash puppy sitting for her mom while they were out of town on vacation. So I was at home by myself. And Tasha will tell you every time she goes away for a long period of time, Michael likes to spend money. <laughs> Money that Michael don't have. <laughs> Michael's got too many credit cards. He don't. <laughs> Maybe I need to pass them out. No, I'm just <laughs> I need to cut them. Y'all can't have those. <laughs> y'all can't. Y'all can't have. All right, but, but money can be tight. But listen, she went out of town. 
And me and her shared an office space, and she's all the time in there in her office space, so I had to move office spaces. I told her, hey, listen, she's hoorahing and shouting excitement because I'm out of her room now. Now she's got all the space to herself. So I decided I'm going to move our desk into the bedroom so I could do work. So I'm in there, I get everything, and I listen, I'm doing this by myself, y'all. But I decided that it didn't fit me right to be in the office space by myself in there. So I went out, bought me a TV. <laughs> TV I probably didn't need. 50-inch TV. It was on sale. It was on sale. It's okay. It's okay. But money can be tight, right? Anybody ever splurge spin? Am I the only one that ever just, just does it? I'm like, listen, we need a TV. I, we've been needing a TV. And I can't be in there doing my church work and, and, and trying to do all my stuff on the computer, playing games, and, and not have YouTube in the background playing Jesus music or me watching a TV show. Now, y'all, listen, my desk is over here in this corner and the TV's over here, so I can't really see it. <laughs> but I should have hung it on the wall. But, but, but listen, money can be tight. I splurge spin. And, and, and there's been times where money's been real tight, but I really, I really, really, really wanted to go. These people invited me to a meal, and I didn't want to let them down. I had to go. I had to go out, and, 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 and a lot of times I had to just go with the crowd. Money's tight. Money's tight. Here, you can have this. Bless you. $10. Save me the rest of but money can be tight. Maybe maybe you're that single parent that's got that limited income that's coming in. Maybe you just you know trying to live month to month, and and it's hard to to live month to month. You're living paycheck to paycheck, and you're barely just getting by. And you know I told this story a while ago. I mean, there's been people that's living on a six figure income, and they're still struggling to get by. Yo, I wish I had a six figure income. I really wish I had a seven figure income. That'd be really nice. Eight figures would be even better. Praise God. Keep, you might want to keep nine. Can I hear nine? Nine, 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 ten, 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 ten. ten. <laughs> but, but all seriousness, I mean, there's people that are making six and seven figures and they're still not making enough money to get by. I don't, I tell you, man, I tell you all this all the time. <laughs> We're striving to go, uh, um, to be debt free. Financial freedom, that's what we're striving after. And, and it's hard and, and it's tough, especially when I got that credit card. I got to go out and spend that money on that big screen TV because I really wanted it. But we got people that are still struggling. They're still struggling with making ends meet. Maybe they got credit card debt like me. Maybe they got college debt. Maybe their medical bills are increasing and they're constantly going up. Insurance is going through the roof. I have a full-time job, and I just realized that I'm paying almost $800 a month for insurance. Whew. Kids, they may need braces. My daughter had a double ear infection this past week and still dealing with it. I mean, it was hard to, to go out and, and to have to see them struggling and being in pain, but there's been times in our past where she's had ear infections, and the medicine's been several hundred dollars, and we ain't been able to afford it. There's been times where we've been living outside our means. And I'm going to show you guys some things today, and I'm going to talk to you about some awesome things, but there's been countless examples in the Scripture about the times that they feared that they didn't quite have enough. Anybody have that fear? I don't, just don't have quite enough money to get by. I don't have quite enough fuel to get there. I don't have quite enough faith to make it. 
we're going to check some things out. So in every story of need, there is a miracle of provision. In every story of need, there is a miracle of provision. How do I know this? The scripture clearly tells us several different times. I'm going to show you guys something really cool. So there was a need here. There was thousands of people on the hillside, and they were like, hey, we're hungry. We're starving. We need something to eat. And Jesus was like, hey, let's feed them. Let's feed them. Told the disciples, hey, man, listen, you guys, let's feed this crowd. Let's feed them. <laughs> Check it out. So the disciples, they come back, and they like, hey, Jesus, listen. There's a bunch of peeps out here. There's a lot of people. We only have five loaves and two fish. Jesus, how in the world are we going to do this? See, in every story of need, there's a miracle of provision. So how in the world did this happen? Jesus took, <laughs> I love this story. He took it, took the two loaves, I mean the five loaves and the two fish, and he began to pray, God bless this food and multiply it. And he multiplied it. And he fed all the people on the hillside. He fed everybody. And listen, he not only did he feed them, but there was so much left over that they were taking doggy bags home. Anybody ever go out to eat and take your dog bag home with bones? Anybody? Man, that's cool. Or you take my beef jerky and feed it to them. <laughs> Amen. See, see, then the, uh, there was the prophet, Elisha, in here. And he was talking to a widow. And she was scared for her future. She was scared about what was going to take place. The future be scary, right? Teenagers, I know that, that their life, you're kind of thinking ahead. Maybe you're in middle school and you're thinking, oh, man, I'm getting ready to go to high school this year. It's going to be scary. Maybe you're in high school and, and, and you're worried about, hey, well, what am I going to do for the rest of my life? And, and, and maybe you know, you're, you're thinking about where am I going to go to college? What am I going to do? Man, the future can be scary sometimes. Things happen in our life that don't make sense. It can be scary. God, what am I going to do now? God, this has happened in my life. What am I going to do now? She was scared. She said, and he asked, he asked her, he said, well, what do you have? I don't have anything but a small jar of olive oil. It's a small jar of olive oil. Of olive oil. So y'all can check it out. <laughs> this is how much faith Elijah had here. He asked her to pour it all over. He's poured out. Pour it, pour it, pour it, pour it, pour it, pour it, keep pouring. <laughs> and it's as long as she had the container open. She had these containers and she was pouring the oil in. And she kept pouring, she kept pouring, and she kept pouring all of a sudden. The, all these containers started getting fuller and fuller and fuller. And, and as long as she kept the container going, the oil kept flowing. I want you guys to understand when, when, when we see that we don't have much to offer, God says, I can do great and mighty things. I can make and multiply things. Just like the low there, he lifted up to the heavens, the breads to the heavens and the fish, and he prayed, multiply it, God. He'd multiply it. And, you know, there's been times in the Bible where he's, you know, you had a... Um, Jonah, he's praying, God, just save me from this. And he took him, and there was a great fish there that rescued him. When there was a time of need, there was a provision that was there. God blessed these people. Amy, when Jonah run from God, he still 
provided a way out. He still blessed him and still had the fish there at the right moment. So in every story of need that God is there to provide a miracle of provision. Maybe there's been things in your life that God's really blessed you with and you don't really see it as a blessing. Well, God, that was just a little cup. Trina over here has got the whole two-gallon jug. She's got the big jug from, from Walmart filling up with water. Her blessing's bigger than mine. Stay focused on what God's doing for you and not everybody else. I feel like I preached on that, not too. Philippians 4.19 says, And my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Jesus Christ. God's going to meet all of our needs. God is the giver of of good things. God's going to provide everything that you need. God's going to provide things in your life that you need. Now I want y'all to understand something here. I want y'all to really listen to what I'm fixing to say. There's a difference between what we need and what we want. The big difference between what we need and what we want. I really wanted that TV. <laughs> I didn't really need it. I didn't really need the TV, but I really wanted it. I really wanted to go out, get that brand new designer bag for Tasha, that big name brand designer bag I don't even know what they are (laughs) maybe 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 just maybe I really really want to go out and get them brand new Jordan shoes those really nice Air Jordans that had the Tar Heel theme that were sold out in the first 30 seconds when it got online and they are like $200 and I didn't get mine I really wanted those shoes but I really, I really need clothes, though. I got to have clothes. Y'all, believe me, y'all want me wearing clothes. <laughs> God's going to provide what we need, but not necessarily what we want. God, I need to rest. But does it mean that I'm going to get what I want, that big luxury cruise vacation where sitting up on the, the uh, penthouse and the big suite and they're getting me all the meals and giving me the massage? That I need rest, but I may not get what I want. I need shelter. I may not have the granite countertops. I may not have the nice hardwood floors. I may not have the house that I truly want. But I have what I need. I have the shelter that I need. I want that fancy new boat. (laughs) I want four-wheelers. I want this great things. It's what I want, but it's not what I need. Now, I want you all to understand, it's okay to, to want these things. It's okay to want to have nice things. I'm not knocking having nice things. I have Jordan shoes, I have nice bags, I don't have a handbag, but I have nice bags, I have name brand things, and, uh, I, but these things are just because I had the money at the time to buy them. But I'm okay with shopping at the Goodwills, at the Walmarts, and getting the knockoff brands. I, I don't make a difference to me. As long as I have what I need and my family has what they need. The problem is, is when our wants start affecting Everything around us, when their wants start affecting our families. Oh, God, <laughs> I don't have money to pay my light bill and my, for the food this week because I had to go get those Jordans when they first came out the other week. And they were super nice because they were Tar Heel Blue, the best team in the world, the best colors in the world. 
I'm still a little bitter about that. I'm like, so they had some Air Jordans that come out there in Carolina Blue, and I really wanted them, but they sold out in 30 seconds. True story. But, but listen, God's going to provide everything that you need. Thank God I have shoes. Thank God I have socks. Thank God I have underwear and pants and belts and T-shirts. God's provided everything that I needed. Gave me a place to live. He gave me food to eat. I told you guys the other week, last week, I'm not rich by no means. I am not rich. But God has blessed us and allowed us to do some of the things that we're doing. I want to give you guys three principles of God's miraculous provisions. When God guides, he will always provide. When God's guiding your steps, he's always going to provide. Part of my story, you guys probably have heard this. If you're new and online, you may have been the first time you're hearing this. But part of our story is uh, I worked about my career job. My dream job was to be a full-time fireman. That was my job. That was my dream. My dad was a fireman. I wanted to follow in his footsteps. That's, that, that was what I wanted to do. And I had the career, the job of the lifetime. I thought I was set for life. I had no intentions to ever leaving. God's like, hey, <laughs> I moved to, the, to where the job was at. They required me to live so far from the fire station, and, and I moved. And so we had a nice house we were renting. We had not been long from being married, or we, we had been married almost a year. And uh, Lily was not too old. She was a few months old. So new baby, not been married too long, new house, new job. And God said, walk away. I was the only one working. That was hard for me to do. That was hard, but, but God was guiding the steps. Now check this out. Isaiah 58 and 11, the Lord will guide you always. He will satisfy your needs. Y'all hear that? He will satisfy your needs. I love that because when God spoke to me and he said, walk away, and I stepped out on faith, I said, okay, God, I'm going to follow your steps. I'm going to take and let you guide my steps. And he provided every step of the way. I quit my job on a Friday. I was scared to death all day Saturday, Sunday morning while I'm sitting in church praying to God. I said, God, you're going to have to do something. I'm being faithful. I get a text message on my phone. and said, hey, do you want to come work? <laughs> God, I, I said, I, when I seen the text message, I began to cry. I began to praise God. Thank you, God, because I had no idea. They didn't even know that I had left my job that I was on. It was all just how God's plan was uh, lining up. Everything that I did was in the guidance of God. And he provided every step. Now, listen, God doesn't always provide all of our dreams. I'm a living walk of that. He doesn't always Provide your dreams. He don't provide all your dreams. My dream was to be a fireman full time. That was my job. That's what I wanted to do. Tasha will tell you. My mom and dad will tell you. My brother, they all tell you. That was what I wanted to do. People that I grew up with knew that I always wanted to be a career fireman. But God had different plans. God said, uh-uh. That may be what you want. That may be what, what you want, but that's not where I need you. Some of you today, God's probably telling you, hey, I need you to do this. And you're saying, oh, God, I don't really want to do that, but God's telling you, I need you. I need you. All of you have been made for a purpose. God, you're crazy. I can't do this. <laughs> I'm the most unqualified person for this job. But God said, hey, I'm going to guide your steps. 
Lives have been changed through what we're doing. God's going to meet our needs. But sometimes we've got to watch because we're going to try to stop. You know, <laughs> well, God, you know, I was in this mess I was in. I was really in a runt and I couldn't pay my light bill and I couldn't pay, get food put on the table. And somebody blesses you with some money. That ain't the time for you to go out and get your nails done, your hair done, and buy that luxury brand name shoe or that luxury bag. If God's trying to meet your needs, it's not your time to get out of a free jail card. Pastor Michael, that just sounds mean. I ain't trying to be mean. I'm just trying to tell you. If God's trying to bless your life, don't curse what he's doing. Don't take the card and like you play a Monopoly and he hands you to get out a free card. That ain't the time. You're struggling with things. God's giving you a way out. And he's giving you the where you can meet your needs. That ain't the time to do what we want. Abraham, in the Bible, he prayed and prayed. Him and Sarah constantly prayed to have a son. They prayed for a child. They prayed and prayed and prayed. If you don't know the story, I, I, they, that's all they wanted was to have kids. And I want you guys to see something. They prayed, they waited, they prayed, they waited, they prayed, and they waited and waited and waited, and they prayed and they prayed, and I'm sure they got frustrated with God. God, you know, you promised us these things. God, you said these things are going to happen. You just like his song. They didn't see it. They didn't know what was happening, but God was still working. And they kept praying, and they kept waiting. And finally, God allowed Sarah to get pregnant they had this awesome baby boy now this is what's going to test your faith here God really put Abraham to the test he said now take your son up on the mountain sacrifice him see back in the day you had to sacrifice animals you had to sacrifice things and so Abraham was obedient to God they began to walk up the mountain and the little boy goes, well, Daddy, where's the sacrifice? Two things I want you guys to see. The children are always watching. Parents, lead by example. Practice what you preach because this little boy knew, hey, this is the process. Something's not adding up here. Something's not lining up with what we're doing. Where's the sacrifice? We're going on the mountain to do a sacrifice. Where's the sacrifice? So I want you guys to know, instill into your kids the right way, the Bible. Preach them and teach them the Bible. And so when the little boy asks, I love it, it says in Genesis 22 and 8, it says, Abraham answered, God himself will provide the lamb. God himself will provide the lamb. So they reached the top of the mountain, and Abraham courageously obeyed God, tied his son up to the altar. Now, <laughs> y'all think about this for a second. If you're that little kid, you're probably freaking out. You're like, oh, snap, this ain't good. Dad, why you tying me up? <laughs> y'all imagine. Now, if I know it's my kids, I'm going to have to convince them. I might tell them we're doing something else that we're not really doing. Why you tying me up? Well, we're going to play a game. We're going to play cops and robbers. <laughs> Anybody else's kid you'd have to do that to? But Abraham, he courageously obeyed God. I'm sure that was hard. He had prayed and prayed. Imagine him having to go back and tell Sarah what done went down. After they prayed and they made all these sacrifices and all these years had passed by and God finally uh, you know, blessed them with this child and, and now he got to go back and say, listen, <laughs> by the way, Sarah, 
God told me to take the baby Isaac up to the mountain and uh, told me to sacrifice him. And uh, I'm sure she'd been irate. Abraham raised the knife up. An angel appeared and says, don't lay a hand on the boy. Don't lay a hand on the boy. I know you fear God. That's the type of encounters I want to have with God. That's the type of encounters I want to have with Christ when I can say, and that angel can appear to me and say, I know you know the fears of God. I, know, I, want, to be, I want us to be so on fire for God that God can send an angel and say, hey, I know that you know the fears of God. That you love God so much that you're going to willing, be willing to sacrifice the blessing that I've given you. Genesis 22 and 13 says, Abraham looked up and there was a was there in a thicket. He saw a ram by its horns. He went over looked, and took the ram and sacrificed it as a burnt offering instead of his son. So he called this place, the Lord will provide. Joe guys to underline, underline it in your Bible. Write it down if you're taking notes. The Lord will provide. See, you guys know Abraham was, was living his life fixed on the will of God. He was living his life fixed on God. We need to align our lives up with the fix it up on God, to fix ourselves on to God. So how many times have we been lacking in faith? Your pastor, be honest, there's been times I've lacked in my faith. I know Andrew's not here. They wasn't feeling good this morning. He asked me this week, he said, man, you read your Bible? Read your Bible this week? Or today, that's a bigger day. Did you read your Bible today? I said, no, not yet. So I'm got it here in a little bit. He said, you ain't read your Bible today? I said, no, not yet. <laughs> he said, I haven't either. It's okay, man. He, he, he's giving me a hard time. I'm like, man, what, how you going to give me a hard time? You ain't even done it either. <laughs> but, but there's been time. I've told him, I said, man, I've, I've got laxed. I've got laxed in my prayers. I've got laxed in reading my Bible. And when I get laxed, the enemy starts to be on the prowl. The enemy's constantly looking for a way to kill, steal, and destroy us. And the best way he can do it is when we're at our lowest. So I want to tell you guys, and I want to give you some encouragement. Stay fixed on God. When things around us ain't looking positive, they ain't looking good. Listen, when things ain't looking good, stay, stay fixed on God. Stay fixed on him because I'm telling you, he's going to provide, and he's going to prevail, and he's going to provide you a way out. He's going to be a provision in your life. Stay fixed on him. Don't make sense. It don't make sense. But God's going to provide. When God directs your step, he always is in provision. He puts provision in our past. When we're staying in his guidance, and when we're staying focused on him, he's going to provide that provision that we need. God's miraculous miracles multiplies when we give. When we give, that's why we all the time, when we pray, and we pray over offering, God multiply it so we can do more for your kingdom. Listen, I tell you guys all the time, nothing you give in this church goes in my pocket. Everything that you give goes back into the ministry so we can do more. So we can do more outside these four walls so we can get reach more people on our online campus. We have these little goodies here in a little bit. We do all that to give back to our community. Why do I share that with you? Because I don't want you guys to ever think, well, Pastor, you just asked for money so you get a paycheck. I don't get a paycheck. I want to bless God and I want to honor God and I want to give God our fullest. And I pray that he multiplies things. See, when, when, when they, in the Bible, they were there and they were talking about the fish and they were talking about the bread. God, how can you, how is this ever going to work? But when they prayed and God said, Jesus in that moment said, God multiplies multiplied and they went away with doggy bags had five pieces of loaf and two fish there 
Sometimes God wants to build our faith. God wants to build us up. He wants to start investing in us to be a part of a miracle. Did y'all hear that? God wants to build our faith. He's going to test us. He's going to try us. He's going to, Pastor Michael, why does God do that? Because he's investing in you. He wants to invest in you. And all I can have is God wants to invest in you. See, when, when, when did God multiply in the Bible? With the, with the widow's oil. When did he start? When did he start to bless this widow? Because all she's seen is she had a little bit. She didn't, he didn't start multiplying until she started pouring. Sometimes we need to be in the moment and be willing to start giving it our all before God's going to start releasing the miracle and the provision. When did he multiply the loaf and the fish? When they decided to go out and get and bless them. When did God start declaring that Abraham was going to be blessed for many nations? When he decided that he was going to take his son up to the altar and to make the sacrifice. Y'all listen, God wants to do a lot and do things in your life, but you got to be willing to take the first step and be willing to say, hey God, I may not have much, just like the lady that had the old guy, I don't have much, but let God say, hey, I'm going to multiply. That's what he did with me in my walk. I didn't, I didn't have much to offer. I definitely didn't have money. I still don't have money, but God has multiplied and allowed his blessings to fully flow out. Second Chronicles 9 and 10, or Corinthians, sorry. Second Corinthians 9 and 10. It says, this generous God who supplies abundantly for the farmers, which becomes bread for our meals, is even more extravagant towards you. First, he will supply every need. First, he supplies every need, plus more. Now, check this out. Then he multiplies the seed as you sow it. When I tell you guys that we're big on building relationships in our community, and I tell you I'm big on that. Why am I big on that? Because when I'm out here and I start planting those seeds, every time I go back, when I go to my, see my buddies up here at the restaurant and, and anywhere I go, I start planting those seeds and I said, hey, won't you come check us out once? So now I don't go there every time. And I don't, I don't say, hey, you need to come to my church. I'm invited them. But you know what? I constantly plant those seeds. I go back in there and I, I'm so joyful to see And they're excited to see me. See my family, they know us by name. And, and I, I'm telling you guys, because we begin to water those seeds. We say, God, you can do more in a moment than I can do in a lifetime. God, begin to flow through them. Let them see the light and the love that we're showing towards our community. And let God bless them. Because we want God, we want to plant those seeds so God can start growing and, 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 and blowing out throughout this community. My message wasn't on tithes and giving, but I want to tell you guys, if you'll be faithful in your tithes and giving, God's going to bless and provide every need that you have. You guys are so great about giving. You guys to give online, thank you so much. I get a notification and I can see who's giving online and I thank you guys so much for the bottom of my heart because I know that God can bless you. I thank you for being faithful to God with your tithes and your offering. Thank you. And I, and I want to tell you guys that the Bible tells us that, that God only asks for 10% of what we, what we make, what we earn. 
And this is biblical. This is all in the scriptures that 10% belongs to him. Don't belong to me. It don't go, again, don't go in my pocket. But it's, it's, it tells us that, that, that if we give 10% back to God, that he will bless us abundantly. Don't believe me? I told you guys this in the past. You don't believe me about your giving? You don't believe that God will bless you because you're being faithful? Put it to the test. Don't blame me, just test it. Test it out and see what happens. Now, you can't do it for like two weeks and expect that God, you got to stay consistent. Stay consistent. Because God can make that 10% go into 90%. Last October, I'd done a one-chip challenge. Guys that missed it, it was hilarious. It's on our Facebook. You need to go back and check it out. I did a one-chip challenge. My goal was to reach $1,000. I told him, hey, if we reach $1,000, I said, I'll eat this chip. We hit $1,000. I think we, we was like $10,025. We're just, I mean, whew, praise God, $10,025. So just over $1,000, we hit our goal. So I said, okay, I'm going to go Facebook Live and I'm going to eat this chip. I'm going to eat this chip. And I prayed before I'd done it because <laughs> it was hot. It's the hottest chip in the world. Whew, flashbacks. <laughs> Y'all got to see the video. It's pretty funny. But anyway, I said all that to say that, that I said, God, take that offering. Take that money that we, that we took for this, this little, I mean, it was funny. It was, it was a little, I guess, a fundraiser, if you want to call it. But I said, God, bless it. God, bless it. He multiplied it. And we had, when it was all said and done, it was $2,400 is what we ended up raising for me eating this goofy little chip. Praise God. He, he, he over doubled what we were doing, what we were trying to reach. I want you guys to know that God will always guide our steps, and he will always provide for us. He will guide us every step of the way. You might be a part of God's miracle, his provision. You must be a part of it. You have to be a part of it. Everyone in here, you are a part of the greatest miracle ever. All of us are living and we're breathing. We're all a miracle. It says that you will be enriched in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion. And through us, your generosity will be a result in thanksgiving to God. See, when we're, when we're giving to God and, 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 pastor, and people are like, Pastor, well, what about my time? Your time's great. When you give yourself to God and you're saying, Hey, God, I, wanna, I want to give my whole self to you. And I want to be used through you. God's going to provide and he's going to use you to do great and mighty things. When we have people come in, that's why we I tell you guys all the time, if you want to get plugged in, you want to help inside the church, hey, come talk to us. We want to get you connected. We'll get you plugged in. Because, hey, I'd love to have people out in the parking lot, waving, flagging people down, just being nice, open the door. We, and we love people. So you can give your time. But you have to stay focused on God's guidance. When we don't see Him, we don't feel him. God, where are you? God, where have you been? I've been struggling. I've been dealing with these, these bad things that have happened. Just remember that God's still working. Even when we don't see it, God's still working. The song's about miracles. There's been times in my walk with God, I said, God, you're going to have to provide a miracle. 
last year we were struggling financially and I said, God, you're going to have to perform a miracle or we're going to have to shut it down. Brand new church, middle of a pandemic, who knew? You're crazy enough to start a church and then you're even crazier try to keep it up during a pandemic. I was told by people, you just need to stop. You need to shut it down. You just need to give up. It's not worth continuing the fight. But guess what? We stayed in God's guidance. We stayed in God's will and God multiplied. God said, hey, I'm not going to let fear stop us. I'm not going to let us sit back and say, hey, God, we're not going to worry. We're not going to fight. We're not going to do this because we don't have the money to do it. We're going to go until we spend every last resource out that we've had. And by staying faithful to God, he performed miracle after miracle after miracle. He provided a financial miracle for this church. And we're still staying strong, so we're still in the black, so that's a good thing. Y'all keep giving, y'all keep, y'all keep helping us out. Because we want to continue doing God's work, and we know that God's going to multiply. And through your giving and through your blessing and through this, God has provided miracles and blessing people's lives. Not Pastor Michael getting a paycheck, not anybody getting a paycheck, but us blessing this community, us touching, letting God restore the brokenness in people's lives. And it's because people were being gracious. God has blessed them. Don't fear. Don't let the enemy tell you, hey, you can't be faithful. You're not good enough. God can't use you because the very person that the enemy said, hey, you're not good enough. You're not worthy enough. You will never amount to anything. It's the very person that said, hey, God, I'm going to take that step and I'm going to step out and I'm going to let you use me in the way that you want us to be used. You guys want to stand with me this morning. Let's pray. Father God, I'm going to thank you so much for this day. Thank you for our online campus, God. Thank you for everybody that's here in person at our main campus, God. God, thank you for the ones that have been given, given of their, their, their tithes, their offering, God. God, and given of their time. God, nothing we do here to be made possible without, without you first and foremost. Nothing we do here can be made without people that graciously give back and give into what we're doing and believe in what we're doing, God. God, nothing we do can be done without the miracles that you have provided, the lives that have been touched, the countless number of people that we don't even know about, God. This life has been touched through this ministry. God, when we didn't see it and we didn't feel it, God, God, you were right there in those moments touching and blessing each and every need. God, when we thought we were finished, you said, no, I will provide. Because you've seen the willingness and the faithfulness just like Abraham had with his son to go up and make the sacrifice. You've seen the sacrifices that we were willing to make. And God, I want to pray that everybody here will we'll be able to make those same sacrifices because when we make those sacrifices God God you reveal to us just how powerful you truly are God if somebody don't know you today let them know all they have to do is pray the simple prayer dear Jesus thank you for coming to this earth to die on the cross for me forgive me of my sins and God when it gets hard when it gets when I get in these runs and I get in these struggles God God help remind me that you're still in control God, provide miracles in my life that need to be touched. But God, let me be willing to take the first steps. 
And when the enemy comes at me and said, this prayer means nothing, reassure me that this prayer means everything to you. In your name I pray. Thank you again for joining the Medic Church podcast. Join us back next time as we start a brand new series called Family Vacation. You don't want to miss out on this brand new series. We truly believe it's going to change your life. And don't forget, if you need special prayer, you can submit your prayer request by going to www.medicchurch.com. On the homepage, there's a prayer request form. Fill that out. Our team's standing by ready to pray and believe that God's going to meet each and every need that is submitted. All right, we'll see you soon.